This is The Drive with Josh Graham podcast. Tune into The Drive weekday afternoons 3 to 7 on Sports Hub Triad. Every year on 9-11, the two words you hear most often, I think, are never forget. And that was the case in football stadiums across America on the 20th anniversary Saturday. Wake Forest coach Dave Clawson was the head coach at Fordham in New York City 20 years ago, and he now joins us here on WSJS Sports. Coach, something you said last week really has struck me, that all of the guys you're coaching now are not old enough to have any memories of the attacks. So given that and how personal the day was for you, did you have an opportunity to share with the group your recollections of what happened that day? Uh, no, I, I didn't. Um, you, you know, I, I think there's uh, a time and a, a place for things. And, um, you know, I, I've certainly shared that with the team from time to time. Um, you know, I just, I, I, I didn't, I chose not to this week. This, uh, the 20th anniversary of it, um, has really has really hit home with me, and uh, you know I, I don't I think it would have been hard to do without getting emotional about it, and um, you know so our, our players knew why we were wearing the helmet stickers, um, you know they were aware of that, and um, I, I did not I, I did not make a, a big deal of it to our whole program, but I think um, you know for the guys on our staff and in our team. And, you know, Dave Cohn was my defensive coordinator that year. He's on the staff. And Jason George was our strength coach. He's on our staff now. So it's, uh, you know, it, it was very personal. And um, I was in, in touch with a lot of people. I always reach out to my sister on that day. And I always send out a little something remembering Nick Brandamarty and all of our teammates and, and team members at Fordham. Do you call your sister before you head to the stadium? Um, I texted her today. She was up in New York with her daughter, um, you know, that she wanted to go up there for the 20th anniversary and be at the ceremony. And she brought her daughter with her and she wanted her daughter to see kind of what she lived through. And that's part of her history. And, and so we texted during the, uh, before the game and reached out to each other. And, you know, I saw her about a week ago. And I have it right that she was late to work that day. And decided she was well. Her train was late. She, you know, she. It was just one of those acts of God that I'm forever thankful for. um, That you know, those trains usually run pretty much on schedule, and as chance had it, hers just ran a little bit late that day, and it saved her life. It's unbelievable. You can find more uh, of Dave Clawson's connection to 9/11 on a great story that ESPN wrote from over the weekend. The head coach of the Deacons, two and zero. Heading into a weekend against Florida State, it's a 3.30 kick on ESPN. Heck, I even saw that RG3 is going to be on the call for the game. So it's going to be a great presentation. We expect a great atmosphere. Coach, how good of a sense do you feel you have after two weeks of your team's identity and where the strengths and weaknesses are? Um, We'll find out a lot more in the the upcoming weeks. Uh, We certainly know more than we knew a month ago. you know, and, and there's some areas that we've been tested and other areas we haven't. And uh, the talent level certainly coming in is going to be the, the best that we've seen this year. 
And um, I, I really, I think Mike Norvell is a very good football coach. Um, he's only been there two years, but I saw what he did at Memphis firsthand when we played him in the Birmingham Bowl in 18. And I think his football team's playing harder. Uh, they're very talented. Uh, their defensive coordinator, Adam Fuller, uh, I worked with him. He was a member of my staff at Richmond. I think he's a really good football coach. And, you know, they're getting better. It's never as fast as people want. Um, but I think those are good football coaches that, given time, uh, will get things right. And like I said earlier today on Packer and Durham, I just I hope it's not this Saturday. I've been texting with football coaches about how that game ended in Tallahassee, and so many coaches have told me, boy, we've all been there, where something just goes wrong at the end of the game, and you certainly feel for the nightmare scenario that Mike Norvell faced uh, against Jacksonville State Saturday night. With that in mind, is there a last-second loss that still bothers you, that still sticks with you to this day? Oh, Josh, there's. I've been doing this 33 years, absolutely, <laughs> and I, I really don't want to revisit any of them. So, um, you know, there's a number of them, and that's sometimes how the ball bounces. But uh, I've been fortunate to to win on the very last play of the game a number of times and I've been on the other side of it and if you do this long enough those things happen so uh, you don't wish it on anybody but that's part of coaching football um, at any level and it's part of playing football and you know if you're going to embrace the the highs and the last second field goals or touchdowns part of it is coming to grips with the lows that are inevitably going to happen to anybody who does this. Do coaches ever get over losses like that? Oh, I, I don't know if you get over them, but you, you you find a way to move past them because if you don't, how's your football team? You know, I, I always think the, the two greatest challenges in coaching is how do you bounce back when you lose that game and then also how do you bounce back when you win those games? Um, you know, when you're uh, – you're down in the dumps or your your head's up in the clouds. Uh, those extremes are always hard to bounce back from. And uh, like I said, we've we've been on both sides of it here. Uh, certainly, you know, our bowl games, uh, you know, the in 1819 and 1718, 16, 17, 18, I think all those plays came back down to the last play um, or a last second field goal or uh, a last second turnover. Um, and so, you know, that's that's part of it, and you prepare for those scenarios the best you can. Um, but, you know, the football's not round. It, it has a lot of funny bounces to it. And so, uh, you know, again, like I said earlier, that's that's just part of it. And you, you do your very, very best you can to prepare for those moments, and you hope you, your team executes when the game's on the line. Wake coach Dave Clawson with us here on WSGS Sports. The Hall of Famers from the 2020 Wake Forest Sports Hall of Fame class going to be recognized this weekend, I believe. And two central pillars of the 2006 team are going to be going into the Hall. Quarterback Riley Skinner and kicker Sam Swank, who, I Wake Forest fans, I don't think I need to remind them, but maybe some in the audience don't know. He accounted for all of the points in the championship game against Georgia Tech back in 2006 in the ACC championship game. Now, I know you didn't coach those two players, but... How much did what? How much has what that team accomplished? Those two helping that 2006 team reach great heights helped you in recruiting in terms of selling to recruits what's possible at Wake Forest. 
Well, I, you know, again, the way young people are today, I mean, you know, to them, 06 is ancient history. Um, but uh, for me and my staff and when we took the job, I've said this many times, um, I give Jim Crow, Jim Grobe a lot of credit for showing what Wake Forest football could be. Um, you know, the, what they accomplished from 06 to 08 here, the 28 wins, um, is still the high watermark for the program. And uh, Riley had a lot to do that with that, and, and Sam um, was uh, obviously a great, uh, a great kicker. And when I first got here, Sam was a GA, and he decided to get out of coaching. And then I've had many interactions with Riley from his announcing or, um, you know, coaching high school football down in Jacksonville. So uh, those are two great representatives of Wake Forest, uh, high character, high class, individuals who, who also happen to be really, really talented and productive football players. During the formative years of your tenure at Wake, when you were building it up and you took your lumps the first couple of years, did you ever pick Jim, Brome, uh, Jim Grobe's brain about some of the things he did to build this program up? Well, Jim was kind enough uh, to have lunch with me, I think, a couple of weeks after I got the job. And... Um, he he was very forthright on, you know, these are the challenges. These are the things we felt we had to do. Um, these are the things that if I could go back in time, I would do over. Um, and he was really, really helpful. So, um, you know, he, he cared about Wake Forest, and I think he wanted to see the program do well. And he put in 13 years here. And, and like I said earlier, he took this program to heights uh, that it had never seen. And he still is the only coach that has ever won double-digit games here. He has the, a nine-win season as well. Um, and he did a great job. And, uh, you know, Riley and Sam were two of his recruits that performed at a really high level. So he's very responsible for those guys and the success of the program in 06 and 08. And, again, I think showing people what could be done at Wake Forest. Dave Clawson, Wake Coach, with us. Last thing for him as he's getting set for Florida State. 2-0 Deeks facing the Seminoles Saturday ESPN 330 at Truist Field. Go out and see the Deeks this weekend. I had it bookmarked from our last conversation that you wanted to think about it a little bit. You being such a big music fan, what venue you haven't been to and want to see a show at. For me, I accomplished that this summer going to Red Rocks to see the Avett Brothers out in Colorado. But you're somebody that loves music so much, so I ha I've, I put a pin in it. I'll take the pin out now. What's the venue, Dave Clawson? Well, the, 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 the venue I'd want to really go back to, and I've been there, but it's been so long ago, probably over 30 years, is, uh, you know, I'm, I'm born and raised in, in western New York, and there's this little outdoor theater in Lewiston, New York, called Art Park. And it is just gorgeous. It's right near the Niagara River. And I would love to get back there at, at some point uh, in my life um, and, and see one of those uh, 80s bands that I loved growing up. So I would say the venue would be Art Park in Lewiston, New York, would be the one place I'd, I'd love to see a show again. Wow, I'm looking at pictures of this now. Oh, my goodness, right there off the water. Who did you see once before? Oh, back in the 80s, I saw uh, a Pat Metheny band back mm -hmm. there. Um, in high school, sometimes we'd, we'd go see plays and productions there. But they've had some pretty good concerts there over the years. 
and most of my friends uh, growing up still live back there and, and they go to concerts and I've always tried to time it up that I get back there and see a concert and I've never been able to work it out. So hopefully one of these years I'll get back there, but it's really a, a beautiful setting. It's a great venue. And, uh, you know, again, the people of Western New York, uh, you know, you can't, you know, you can't find nicer people. So, um, you know, that's, uh, I'm certainly, uh, loyal to my hometown and, and where I'm from. And that's a, a great, great, uh, very underestimated venue. That's super cool. Well, I hope you get back as well, but uh, you got a lot of business between now and then to take care of before you can return back and maybe catch a show at Art Park. And it starts with the Florida State Seminoles Saturday at 3.30. Best of luck, and congrats on the 2-0 start, Coach. Okay, thanks, Josh.